Hey, we recorded some Super Saiyan episode the other day for some reason, and we didn't get to use it, so we figured we'd make it its own episode. Happy Kwanzaa! We talked about the way COVID is showing up in our TV and movies, how the global pandemic has changed us on a personal level, and we look back on who and what had us fucked up this year. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Bonus episode. <laughs> I was like, what? Is- Are you okay? Are you okay over there? Should I call anybody? I'm fine. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. I just wanted to highlight that this is a bonus episode. That's all. Okay. <laughs> As you've heard, this is a bonus episode, bonus edition of Tea with Queen and Jay. Mm-hmm. 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 And um, be glad that you're here with us for this. That's right. How you doing? Your face I looks well good. greased. It's, it's my glazed donut. Yes. Um, Cream shit that I put on my face. At night, nice. Not How do you every feel night. In the morning? When I remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a skincare girl. But when I remember okay. to take care of my, the face mm-hmm. of my skin, then I do mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and do I'm you wondering, use I'm fine. Your jade roller? Do you roll it over your skin? Do you put it in the fridge and roll it over? I haven't really been using that. I used it. I actually used it today because I remembered mm-hmm. to use it. But I'll be forgetting. One time I did put do it in you... the freezer and use it. Uh-huh. And that was like the freezer. Ago. Yeah. Wow. Not That's long. aggressive. I had it in the freezer for like five minutes. Okay. And I put it on my face and was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. baby. You nice. enjoy it when mm-hmm. you do it? Yeah. And I'm not cold? a person. Yeah. I'm not a person who likes cold things on me or anything. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I did like it. But like I said, I only had it in the freezer for like five minutes. I didn't okay. freeze it. It was just like chilled. Yeah. yeah I keep chilled. my jade roller in the fridge. So it's just always cold whenever I use it. Oh, okay. I don't like the cold. I like that I'm using it. Feels like I'm doing something, but it is cold. I don't like that sensation on my face. But so why don't you warm it? It's good. I don't know. I don't even know uh, if that does anything. I'm just saying that part. I don't know. Everything I saw said that to cold make it cold. Okay. I, you know what I'm saying? So that makes I sense. Don't know. I don't know. We just bought these rollers because yeah, they said it was. They good said it was for good. Us. And we're, we're grown. Like, we should be rolling our faces, faces, apparently. Exactly. You know? So that's so, what we're doing. When we remember. Yeah. To. I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we don't no, know. No idea. Yeah. We no. We freaking know. We fucking. Know. But anyway. Idea. Yeah. So that's how we're doing. Rolling mm-hmm. our faces with cold jade. <laughs> you know? Staying warm. Yes. In the winter. Mm-hmm. But we figured we had content because we was working so hard this year during mm-hmm. quarantine. Yeah. We're like, why do we have all this tape? So we figured we'd make a bonus episode. episode. Yeah. So we're doing that. And it's also a good end of year roundup because I was thinking about all the ways in which this quarantino like this is never we've never had an end of year review that in- involved the global pandemic we've never had isolation a pandemic or... we've never been in quarantine yeah never had to isolate for the safety of our lives no never no. had to do any of this shit before this is new pretty new pretty new i think we did a pretty good job for the first time you know i think we did fucking excellent you know we did great Same. we did the ancestors great, ain't tell us nothing about this. 
they didn't. We still, we dropped a podcast yep. that came out, you know, Wednesdays became the new Tuesdays. Okay. <laughs> but we shit. did it. It's a quarantine. We're going through it's shit. It's a quarantine. We do want to thank you guys for being with us because you were not yes. in our mentions or not in our things. Like, where's the show? Where's the show? Y'all just listened when it was released. Facts, and we man. appreciate Facts. y'all for that shit. We appreciate you. It has been a struggle. We are working with a new editor now. Shout out to Kansas. Hold mm. on. Zena's trying to be in an episode. <laughs> That's fine. It's a bonus episode. <laughs> Zena wants to talk about his end of year. Like where we're at with it. They need to leave me alone. Aww. He's been on his own all day. Now it's like, we doing something. Aww. That's cute. So yeah, so everybody was riding for us this year most of which was in quarantino and we appreciate that yo yeah so we hope this year hopefully we'll be able to get each episode out on tuesdays per schedule oh mm. Zena sounds so cute back there <laughs> he wants What's to he get doing? on my desk but he can't get up here right now oh, now we're recording because he's gonna so like cute. step on things but i don't like him on the desk when i have the recording equipment up here because cats like right. to knock shit down yeah so like he has to sit on the floor he gonna have to he gonna have to wait that's fair <laughs> Speaking of Quarantino, mm-hmm. how has Quarantino changed you? Has it changed you? Do you feel like you're different? Is your vibe different? Is your energy different? Do you think different about shit now that we have endured what is hopefully the worst of this or at least the most of it? Hmm. Hopefully, maybe. So I have always, through the course of this podcast, knew that capitalism was a system that I wanted to dismantle. That I knew wasn't for me, that I knew would never exist in alignment with my liberation, right? Mm -hmm. But now I am at this other point where I'm like, I can't even fuck with somebody who's strongly a capitalist anymore. Like, after Mm -hmm. this year, if you still believe capitalism is the way, you are, Mm -hmm. you're you're a fucking enemy. Like, I can't fuck with you. Like, it's to that Mm -hmm. point right now. If you still think that your liberation can happen in alignment with capitalism i don't like you (laughs) i can't like you can't i i I can't like you 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 don't want my liberation like you don't want i I, yeah i'm at the point where i can't even like you anymore if that's the case that is where i'm at with that i do want to start looking into i don't want to just go off and call myself a socialist or a cat or communist or anything like that i want to make sure that i look into stuff and see what system is the one that is the one for me i don't want to just blindly just jump into some label that i don't even clearly understand but what i do know is that i'm anti-capitalist like i always was but now like to the extent of if you a capitalist motherfucker i see you as somebody that i can't really mm -mm, because it's Mm -hmm. just so much that was revealed and if you this year with the pandemic so much that was revealed about how faulty capitalism is for just basic life not even asking for anything extra just basic life yeah and if you don't see that and you can't understand that and you don't realize ah wait a minute this system that's only about not even that old in comparison to the existence of people Mm -hmm. and you're still married to that and you still think that that's what it should be (sighs) i just can't Mm -mm. i get it no, no, no. So I do I plan to. I know what doesn't work for me. Like a hundred percent doesn't work for me. So I should what do you look think it was? What, it hmm? what do you think it is about quarantine or about the global pandemic or 
the most recent uprisings that that brought you here i mean we was always like that's always been the wave here is that we don't fuck with capitalism yeah but what has what has what has emphasized that for you for me it's not that it's emphasized that i don't fuck with capitalism is that i can't even fuck with people that fuck with capitalism and mm-hmm. the reason why i got to that extent is because if you can't understand that we are a part of a system that literally this capitalist system literally wants you to die and will let mm-hmm. you die they will yeah. let you die and you still want to be a part of that you still want that to be the system for you you still think that's the system that's going to give you salvation where they literally looked you in your face and was mm-hmm. like die for money die so we can make money and if you saw that and you was like mm-hmm, i'll die for money like yeah. uh-uh something yeah. is uh-uh. it's because everybody thinks that it's gonna be somebody else who dies everybody yeah. thinks that like yeah. oh it's not me i'm gonna I'm grind gonna yeah. culture my way out of this i'm not gonna be the one who's susceptible to this death it's not gonna affect yeah, me and why should you grind morally superior and i'll be good because of my connection to wealth exactly and it's Mm -hmm. like the probability alone is not in your favor of that Mm -hmm. like we all are not going to be billionaires billionaires shouldn't exist we're all not going to be billionaires we're all not going to be millionaires i don't even think millionaires should exist and i'm also annoyed by how tempting talking to black people well we're talking black people how tempting the idea of even just being middle class will just kind of have you forget Mm -hmm. everything (laughs) kind of just throw everything out the door and it's like then you start preaching to other folks pull up yourself by your bootstraps use your 900 dollars for for investments and all of this silly mm-hmm. stuff and it was like literally if you did not maybe go to law school you would you know like your financial position would be something completely different and that's something mm-hmm. that's not that far removed from you generationally as far as the quote-unquote success of black people in the united states and just that easily just to feel a little better in a middle class space that's not even a millionaire or a billionaire you're ready to just like sell all of us the fuck out to make 150 dollars a year mm-hmm. you will sell a motherfucker out that's not even a million dollars <laughs> and you would just sell up like that's yeah <sighs> So, like, that's mm-hmm. the piece where I'm just, like, I know I, I've always felt hugely offended when people didn't understand dismantling racism and anti-blackness and misogyny more. I was always deeply offended. And now I realize I'm just as offended when you think that capitalism is something, you know, it's, you know, it's just mm-hmm. a little bit of things. To, no, it's don't patching this shit up. Throw this shit away. Like, it's not, okay. and it's not even a system that is, it's a very new economic system as far as world history. So that mm-hmm. is not that popping. Facts. So that's where I'm at with that. I'm okay. Just, All right. I just can't. I'm exhausted. No, I get it. I, I am. Get it. I get it. I get big it. Exhausted. I have been feeling like I have a lower tolerance for shenanigans. Mm-hmm. What do you like mean by that? Like my threshold. What did you say? I'm like, what do you mean by that? My threshold for shenanigans has narrowed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, socially from people okay like if the vibes are not great i don't want any i have a low tolerance for if i am like working even though i would like some money but i don't Mm -hmm. want to work any any job that's giving me like grind culture team no sleep Uh like deadline Mm -hmm. energy yeah vibes it's just like 
priorities are different things that used to matter don't matter anymore Mm -hmm. niggas have died people are dying life is mad short i want to spend it with people or on zooms with people (laughs) who i care about yeah yeah and and i just um i just cannot allow whack energy in my space that's the other thing with like we talked about zoom the other day on the podcast and like Uh the other thing with zoom is that to me it's so intimate Mm -hmm. that there's no space on a zoom call with somebody that i don't really fuck with you know what i'm saying like i don't there's no yeah yeah, i don't want to do it i don't want to do it yeah all right so because i'm letting somebody in my home yep, my literally. connection my interaction with people is so minimal that like the people that i talk to it really matters that they be people that i fuck with and that i value mm-hmm. that's another reason why i'm really careful about the way that i navigate on clubhouse because i'm not trying to let everybody's real-time point of view in Enter my fucking house space, in my yeah. ears and shit mm-hmm. yeah it's different from a podcast and that you can read a podcast description see who's on there and see do i want to fuck with this Yo. today that's so different real that's what i was thinking today about clubhouse like can i get a sample of what the room is like you have to go in the room to actually yeah that right Mm -hmm. i feel you on that it's just yeah it's different it's different a lot of people who no because i I was gonna say a lot of people who don't do audio but we've heard people who do audio conflate the shit too but all different kinds of audio are different kinds of audio it's not fucking being on clubhouse is not the same as doing a podcast radio is not the same as doing doing a podcast podcast. like all of these mediums are fucking different it's Mm -hmm. not all the same just because it's audio so like really um that was a side audio creator tangent that i just yes on. but they be doing it they be doing it <laughs> they be doing it they do it's they not be the doing thing. it yo it's all different it is all i could not host different. a radio show it is different it's all different these it's all all different do sets that. of skills like they lean on each other but it's all different sets of skills yes. and the outcomes of all of these and the experience of all of them is different so yeah anyway i say all that to say energy low tolerance for shenanigans that's a part of why i'm, I'm very careful of how i navigate on clubhouse mm-hmm. what else i feel like i've been able to or had to focus more like a lot of the fluff that existed in my life before which mm-hmm. was fine like it wasn't it wasn't a it bad wasn't thing bad it was things. just a part of everyday life yeah it's a lot of noise in life traveling from places back and forth yeah. hanging out going to going to events um where you know you're gonna run into a few people that you want to see and a bunch of other people you, you really don't, don't want to see, see per se yeah, yeah you might just be stopping through for social reasons or whatever nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that yeah but so much of that noise has been silenced that i feel like i've been able to focus on things that matter in a different way and yeah i don't know i appreciate that i value that so i just i feel more focused Mm -hmm. as a person not in a grind culture way but like really just being able to create focus on um, the things you you want right 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 yeah being able to create in a different way in a more intentional way yes i think i've been able to create so So that's been really cool what would you say is a shenanigan you would have played with before that you wouldn't play with now i think or entertained yeah i think that there are friends in my life that i was entertaining because we had certain history together Mm -hmm. that i'm i was already kind of like over entertaining it but like i think the experience of any of us could die during this global pandemic Mm -hmm. and the experience of any of us could die in the most recent like reminder of the fact that like black lives 
to a lot of people still for real like do not matter and kind of seeing that i've had non-black friends for which my life has not fully mattered it hasn't no matter how much they enjoy being around me there was always a piece of them that thought i was a liar that thought that I was exaggerating about my experience as a black person. So my tolerance for that is a lot lower. Dating, the kinds of people that I would entertain, I won't entertain now. Like where I could go on a date and hang out with somebody and be like, yeah, you know, I I don't like this person, but we're outside having fun. They're interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like yeah. those those are shenanigans. I do remember that. Like, oh, that's an adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would be down for like adventure. It's just like another yeah. part of life, you mm-hmm. know. I just don't it's just it's easier for me to say no to things and people yeah. and noise mm-hmm. now. That's a big thing. I don't want any noise. I've always been literally noise sensitive, but also mm-hmm. like now socially, like everything, just like cutting out all of the noise yeah i like quiet Mm -hmm. i like peace i like serenity and if you your business your energy is going to be something that that makes my shit noisy i don't want it i'm or i'm very cautious of it you know starting this Mm -hmm. certification program yeah and there are aspects of it i was reading the syllabus i was like this some of this sounds noisy like for no reason like some of this mm-hmm. sounds like noisy. We, some of this sounds it? yeah <laughs> this sounds like this has like unnecessarily complicated frills to it i don't like this mm-hmm. like how do we let's get this let's boil this down or boil it down or whatever the fuck the phrase is to what's real what matters like that's what i want to yeah, cut off the I fat cut the fucking like fat, you do the, yo. like you do the meat or whatever yeah cut yeah the, cut the yeah. fat yo i'll smack okay. your face like i don't <laughs> have time for anything extra <sighs> i don't want anything extra i don't want it also family and their shenanigans you know like i think that i have been able to put words to a lot of the kinds of abuse Mm-hmm. manipulation or shit okay. that family does to each other sometimes knowingly and unknowingly or whatever i think quarantine, that because they're family they think you're just supposed to just take it yeah you're just supposed to deal with it yeah. it's just supposed to be okay you're the person in their life that they can abuse without consequence like yeah. all of that type of stuff mm-hmm. it's been i've been able to obtain a certain level of clarity especially as somebody who has been quarantining alone for the most part yeah you know i've been able to achieve a certain level of clarity i've been able to put words to some of the things that i've been experiencing Mm -hmm. and to like kind of bring it to people's attention so that has been interesting and helpful so yeah just noise i have i have little tolerance for noise shenanigans people's bullshit anything that makes me feel like this is noisy it's not serving me like i don't yeah turn it the fuck down yeah and a lot of times that's what needs to be said turn that down turn it down turn it down turn it down yeah turn it down yeah so i think i'm different in that way i used to especially as a new yorker as a single new yorker just kind of move very fast like everything fast 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 like even in dating not dismissive because i'm not that kind of person but like there was always more there's always something else to do some place else to go someone else to see and it's easy to dismiss 
people. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to say, I don't know. I don't know. I think about the person I'm dating now. If the world was open, I don't know if I would have gotten to know them enough Ooh. to continue dating them. You know Ooh. what I mean? On the outside looking in, mm-hmm. I feel like you would have. Like, I've never seen you date someone just because. Like, right. you've never did that before. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. not really a, just a space filler person. <laughs> like so like i don't yeah i don't think that that would be different i've never seen mm. you as a person who just dated people just to fill a space or because no one was there or because you just needed to like i've never right no no that's true i guess what i mean is that i don't think i would have i might not have hung out there may not there may have been too much noise mm-hmm. for me to really communicate with this person in the way that okay. like he and i need to be able to communicate with each other to understand each other you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we had differences that needed to be like kind of addressed. And I don't know if the world was open. I don't know if I would have made the time to be like, okay, we're having a miscommunication. Okay, what's the yeah. what's the what's it. the challenge here? I yeah. think I would just be like, you know what? This is a whole big man. I don't have time for this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everyone know what you're you like. a man. That's already one strike. I don't <laughs> even like that. Okay. <laughs> And now I got to learn how to communicate different. You yeah. got to learn. I don't, you know what? Let's not. I can Let's see not. that. Nah, that. I'm go to dinner that, with my friends. I'm going to go buy some hair. That for sure. That for sure. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that shit, honestly. The only reason I say it, though, is that I am enjoying spending time with this person, mm-hmm. you know? So that has been interesting. That has been interesting. Have you been doing anything has quarantine and COVID brought about any new systems or ways of life for you that have shifted or improved the way that you exist in the world? I don't know if they improved, but things that I've done that helped me maintain, I guess, some normalcy mm-hmm. for myself yeah. was things that I did to track time. Mm the beginning of the quarantine everything just became one big blob i wouldn't even know what day it was i wouldn't know what time it was it was not so bad when we were in the summer months because we had more daytime and shit like that so i still mm-hmm. felt like i had more time when it i don't know but nighttime makes it feel like oh i don't, I don't have enough time you know the nighttime over. baby <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it makes me feel like that. <laughs> so I've done things with certain alarms that I have in my phone mm-hmm. to remind me of the time, to remind me of things to do. So I have alarms that told me to take a walk. And even if I don't go outside to take a walk, right now I don't do that because it's, it's fucking cold. But mm-hmm. I'll still get up and move my body because it's very easy for me to just lay in a bed all day. or. Right lay on a couch watching tv all day or sit on his computer and do shit do work all day and not Mm -hmm. think about like moving my body and you know my body needs that too so i have reminders Mm -hmm. for that i have reminders that i have one that goes off every day at nine just so i know it's nine (laughs) o'clock i have am okay i have one that goes off tuesdays and thursdays at 11 and it doesn't really signify anything it just helps me know that it's tuesday or thursday Mm-hmm. That is just what it's for. And all the alarms are songs. They're not like, bam, bam. all of them right. are different songs. So like the nine o'clock one is a salon song, which sounds really nice. And it's like an opening. Mm-hmm. And then the 11, 11 o'clock one is, I can't remember the name, but it's from Janelle Monae's first album when she was like an android, mad mm-hmm. energy and shit. So that one is at mm-hmm. 11. So it's like. She's a mannequin now. Yeah, I don't know what she be doing now. Mannequin. She's not mannequin. the android that I remember. So, I, I, yeah, I've been doing stuff like that to help me track time. 
I have alarms that go off Saturday, Sunday. So now I know it's the weekend. Like just shit like that. Cause mm-hmm. I was just mm-hmm. like, it was all becoming one thing. And I wouldn't know what was what, up, down, left, right. None of that shit. I have right. alarms that, reminders. These are in connection with my flow app that tracks my menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. But I have one that reminds me to drink water every couple of hours. Shit like that. Cause I would dead ass forget. I'm not mm-hmm. at work anymore going to the water cooler that was over there that I walked to because it was like, I need to get away from this desk. I'm in my home. Yeah. I live here. I love being in this space. So it's going to be really easy for me to just like lay in this bed mm-hmm. all fucking day. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, it's seven. Maybe I should like move my body. I didn't like that feeling. Right. So that has helped me kind of keep some type of normalcy in my life and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, so that's been like, a really, really good help for me. No, I was going to say something about the Flow app, but I'll let you go ahead. No, I'm, I'm done if you want to talk about the Flow app. No, I just got a really fucking weird alert from Flow app. So I, I do use it to track my period, but I stopped like really engaging with it for other things or whatever. But yeah, because it's starting it to do weird stuff because they want you to buy yeah, stuff now. This fucking bitch pops up on my phone today talking about your window for fertility is closing. Log in to see whatever the fuck oh, that and i don't know if, yeah it kind of did i don't okay. know if they was talking about for the month i don't know if they was talking about for, the for month. life for the but month. i know i didn't ask that bitch <laughs> i know i didn't month. set my shit you and never did make all kind of settings no oh, you mom used to tell me all the time settings. like this is the time you're ovulating how optimal time of ovulating i've seen ovulating yeah. i've seen that language in pop-ups before Got right it. i have not seen that bitch tell me what the fuck my fertility level or whatever and and it's also to me very we start talking about fertility is very specific i didn't tell that hoe that i was interested in knowing what was popping off of my fertility when you talk about ovulation that tells me like regardless to what i do when i'm ovulating or what the fuck it still affects what's happening with my body maybe how i feel my Mm -hmm. period all that stuff fertility i didn't fucking ask you that is dumb fucking bitch (laughs) <laughs> yeah my didn't ask hasn't like, asked me that fuck? mine hasn't asked me so i do like i do not like that now it's because the app has been out for so long and I, whatever mm. they're trying to monetize certain things mm. i don't like mm. a lot of the features so i'm actually moving that into the the apple has like its own health thingy okay. i'm just trying to figure out the menstrual thing on there and then Got i it. might delete flow because like all of that other stuff i don't i just really need you mm. to track my period she definitely it. tried it today. <laughs> I, she, did, she definitely tried it today. Because I'm like, you know why I'm here. I talk to you once a month about my period. I open it up to look at shit about my fucking period. Nobody fucking asked you if no, I was fertile, yo, when I was fertile. That's real. And I do want to find fuck? something that reminds me to drink water all of the times. I don't see that mm-hmm. in the Apple Health thingy thing. I do right. like that. Because that, mm-hmm. I'm dead serious sometimes to be like, oh yeah, let me go drink some water. Because I'm not mm-hmm. just... Being in your house is different than going to the freaking water cooler. It's not different, Because the water cooler was like, ooh, escape. <laughs> right? Like, hey, go take this adventure right quick. <laughs> yeah. in your house, it's like, get in the water. Just roll right. over. Same shit in the refrigerator. Same shit mm-hmm. there. You know, like different. But nah. Yeah. That is, I wouldn't like that either. I really want to give it a that app. I was like, what the fuck? Luckily, my attention span is so short. I just went back to playing on whatever app I was playing on. But but that moment, I was like, you fucking bitch. 
Oh, gosh. I just don't see that. I probably would feel the same way because, yeah, you're right. For Talking about my fertilization is different than talking yeah. about, bitch, this is the window where you could get pregnant. That's like Nobody completely fucking different. asked you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Yeah, that, she, yeah, that app was all in your business for no reason. Nobody asked. Oof. All in my business. No. Anyway, that aside, shit that I have been doing or things that have systems that have changed or whatever the fuck. Um, nothing in particular. I connecting actually with friends and family mm-hmm. and my therapist. Okay, I've been trying cool. to do more of that. Yeah, that did kind of help shift the energy and the vibes in quarantino because I think around July is when I started to get like really antsy and started to feel like not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and incorporating that, you know, therapy, talking to friends more, talking uh-huh. to family more, whatever, mm-hmm. that that was really helpful. Via Zoom, like being able to look yeah. at people mm-hmm. was really, really helpful. So that was cool. And then because I'm in the house and I'm not, I know some people still get dressed at home. That's not really my jam. Me neither. I don't, I'm not outside clothes inside the house. Yeah, person. that's not, that doesn't really excite like me. That. But matching loungewear, like mm. having a pajama that I like looking at, having some cozy clothes that are matching, that are cute or whatever, that does make me happy. So okay. when I have had income and when I've been able to do that, then I would spend my clothing budget on some cute, cozy things that I could wear inside that make me feel good so that's cool that has been a game changer for my spirits <laughs> i like that i, like I feel that. you have to get some i do have a few pajama sets and stuff but i want some more like i need i want more of my clothes to be more of my inside the house clothes to be actual pajamas and loungewear and not old mm-hmm. clothes that i have stopped wearing outside yes yeah eventually yeah. it it'll feels be a different full feels of good. actual loungewear and pajamas and not mm-hmm. just like not just though and all of those t-shirts that everyone gives away <laughs> all of those t-shirts some of them i like but yeah i threw a bunch of those fucking giveaway t-shirts away it's like mm-hmm. i don't know stop giving me t-shirts i wear my giveaway t-shirts outside as real clothes now <laughs> pandemic yo it's a pandemic sweatpants uh, a cast t-shirt i got one on now that one i still have there's some that i mm-hmm. have that i like there's some that's like this is old you're not even white anymore because i've washed you and bleached you so much mm-hmm. y'all it was a bunch of them out the way but like for the 2021 because y'all like not give us t-shirts like give us antibacterial now like <laughs> give us some branded antibacterial that's useful we do not want the fucking t-shirts and i'm kind of tired of tote bags but that's another conversation just mm-hmm give us mm-hmm. something we can use i have a box full of tote bags from all the giveaways <laughs> wow love to hear the tote bags I'm tired of shit i get it because we don't use shopping bags anymore in new york so mm-hmm. yeah but i don't need that many but i've gone on a tangent okay. but yeah let's take a break mm-hmm. and when we come back we'll get into what we're watching right now and then later we'll purge everything that had us all the way fucked up this year so that we can all move the forward fucked Money, money, money. <laughs> do, money! Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women year. your money? Yes. Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Every week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. T with P and J dot com. 
hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. We have two options there. So two. Two. You become a patron. Or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandjay.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes we're still in a global pandemic yeah. we are still watching fucking television what we're watching what we're watching yeah Ooh, la, la, la. it's the shows that we're watching when we're sipping tea Ooh, la, la, la. it's the shit that we're watching with jay dot and queen Ooh, la, 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 la. It's been interesting for me to see television now emerge that includes coronavirus yeah. and talk of COVID-19 and the pandemic in the programming. There are also a bunch of new shows that are like, it's kind of like center. Zoom shows. What'd you say? Oh, Zoom show. Sorry, I'm saying something completely different. Go ahead. Okay. What were you going to say though? There's shows that like come center covid in these ways oh that are like right 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 yeah of course different. but yeah there are a lot of shows now that are zoom shows and are centered yes of course around coronavirus around covid but i know love in the time of corona there's a lot of zoom in that and that particular show was filmed like earlier in the pandemic and all of the characters in that show are people who already actually live together or were quarantining together got it yeah so each individual house there may be three or four houses Mm -hmm. where the characters are based and that couple or whoever is living together dealing with whatever and they Mm -hmm. are you know zooming different people since most of us are communicating with our loved ones and whatnot through zoom mm-hmm. um so I, I watched a little bit of that i started watching it and it was i didn't go back to it i watched <laughs> one maybe so two episodes it was too it was too real for me honestly Got and it. maybe it it's possible that it doesn't get too real but there's a black couple in it and i felt like the black couple was dealing with real shit that i didn't want to deal with like the other couple was like a divorced couple and they were kind of navigating what that's like having to quarantine together uh-huh. there was another couple who's like they have feelings for each other but it's awkward they're roommates it's awkward kind of thing and then the black couple is dealing with real life fucking covid shit because because we're black right which like okay that's reality but i am actually also black yeah and i don't, don't want to yeah. i don't want this in I my entertainment you. yep you know um so leslie odom jr is in that from hamilton and mm-hmm. he's great i'm sure he's great in it but i couldn't finish it so maybe one day which one is that one uh alan burr oh okay yeah 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 he yeah. played alan burr okay. right so I enjoy him. I'm sure he's great. I'm sure everybody's great. But I, it got like a little bit real for a yeah, second. Yeah, I feel like and, I don't and it might watch not. It was like implications of potential realness. Honestly, mm. that's what it was. It wasn't super real, but it was like this is an implication of realness. This could go totally fine. But all everything that we've experienced in COVID says that this storyline could also absolutely go to black shit. And I can't. I how can't do you tell do good today. COVID stories, though? You know what I mean? Like, how how do right. how does that even happen? Especially when this 
particular show was filmed early right in the pandemic so mm-hmm. how do you even find the, the you know how you like wholesome shit pumped into your Love veins how it. at that point did you even find that story maybe Absolutely, they, they yeah. probably could have towards the end who knows but i mm-hmm. i um i don't feel and like honestly i want to they might that. in mm-hmm. that season i had to turn it off <laughs> i will never know okay it was just to me it was like oh you know what it's covid i already see where this is going but it might honestly they may have written it into you know to end up being a happier story and it may have just been a little bit of drama and then it ends and nicely but i couldn't even go back to yeah i couldn't i couldn't yeah it was a moment i was like are these old people gonna die maybe that's the thing they're fine i'm scared of the shows that the shows that have covid in it Mm-hmm. Because that's the that's just the reality. But then mm-hmm. it shows that kind of center COVID, and I've stayed away from those because right. somebody got to right. die. Mm-hmm. Someone has to die. Yeah, it's it's like and, too um, much of that. I in, don't want in real life. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't wanna. I didn't want it. So so that I couldn't watch. There's a show that one is Love in the Time of Corona. If you're interested, is on Hulu. There is a show called Social Distance that's on Netflix that I haven't got into. That mm-hmm. one looks. Again, I have only watched the trailer of this one. That one looks even more serious because yeah. Loving the Time of Corona was supposed to be cute on some level. Mm-hmm. And something got too real for me and I was like, nope. And then Social Distance, <laughs> the commercial was like, She said, not actually, while I'm in this apartment by myself. <laughs> absolutely not, right? The Social Distance on Netflix, that commercial was like putting the drama right in the commercial. And mm-hmm. I was like, again i'm still black maybe not yeah i'm still black these black people are having some of a bit of drama yeah yeah no no thank you no along these similar ish lines there's a show on bumble's website you know bumble the dating app the dating app yeah they have a documentary style show i believe about dating hmm i never used that app so it's actually maybe i misstated it but they have a youtube channel bumble has a youtube channel Uh um, and there's a bunch of videos up there and yeah i saw a commercial bumble daters share the three things that got them through an unexpected 2020 so actually what i think it is i think i misunderstood the commercial what i think it is is their youtube channel and they have all this content on their youtube channel and a lot of it surrounds getting through covid and dating during covid and shit like that so okay. i thought that, that was pretty interesting i have not been drawn to watch that but it's content it's there and i think it's an interesting way especially since a lot of us are still dating and using apps mm-hmm. for dating even yeah. though modified of course yeah i met my covid cohort through tinder and we zoom dated for a little while until one day he was like do you want to go to brunch i was like are you fucking are you fucking serious just so responsible i met my person brunch. instantly because mm-hmm. we ain't got no sense yeah. I admire you. Oh boy. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually we talked um, for about two weeks and then that's still pretty quick. <laughs> yes. Uh so yeah, so we cautiously we cautiously dated and uh there was of course risk involved. Yes. And I chose to take a certain risk and thankfully we have been fine and he's been tested a few times and um yeah. I haven't been tested, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not seeing anybody mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And anyway, it's a new reality. People are dating. If you are a single person in COVID, 
for me, when I started dating, my intention necessarily wasn't to find a COVID cohort. It was to really kind of just start having Zoom conversations with strangers and shit and see mm-hmm. what happens. But I think that it's possible. There was a whole month when I didn't see him because he had to like travel for work. Then yeah. Come back and Quarantine. isolate and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Because he went to like a high risk area. So we have been being cautious, but there has admittedly there has been some risk involved. And I think at the time that we met, when we decided to meet in person, I was kind of like at my wits end with the shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you went outside and was violent. <laughs> I went outside and I was fucking wilding that day. But luckily, he was someone who was also being cautious. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. So we were. She um, wasn't COVID okay. wilding. She wasn't COVID wilding. She was like, "I'm yeah, outside. No, not, Where the drinks? Like, oh God, I'm she was outside. Yeah, yeah, like, she do was. you want to have sex? We didn't. <laughs> we didn't have sex, but my head was definitely like, "Nigga, I am outside. Okay, I am out here. I belong to the streets." <sighs> Yeah, but, you um, was. You was. You belonged to the streets. I belonged that day. to the streets that week. He did. But yeah, so I think it's cool that Bumble has this content on their YouTube app because a lot of people are like feeling isolated and dealing with this. Yep. Shit. And how do mm-hmm. we like navigate that? There's also This Is Us, which I love that show. Yeah, if I do you too. Are, if you have never got into This Is Us, it's on Hulu. This is a great time to binge watch the whole series if you can. Yeah. It is emotional. I have never felt like I was being abused. You know how some shows, I feel like they're trying to really like make you relive all your trauma, trauma in yeah. order to connect with the show. And I don't feel like that with This Is Us. But when This Is Us came back this season, it was to me very obvious that they had scrapped whatever the whatever fuck they, they had, were working on. Yep, whatever plan they had for this season, they, they threw that in the trash. Yeah. And they were like, no, we are talking about race, which they always did. It's always there because they have black characters and they actually get into characters and there are racial things there. But the way that they came back and the way that they started talking about race this season is very different. Very different and very thoughtful and it doesn't seem because the writing on that show has been so great it doesn't seem out of the blue it's just clear that this is not where they was going with this no initially when they ended last season Mm -mm. and i love that they threw whatever the fuck they were going to do in the garbage and i love that they are like pivoting and dealing with this that that's actually covid programming that i'm like no this is real because they talk about it's not just covid that they're dealing with but also the reality of covid and george floyd and how people were at home and are being more aware and the dynamics of that and what that shit means. And the whole and white awakening piece. White awakening. Woo! That. I'm like, okay. I love, I love the way that they're handling that. So if you are not watching This Is Us, check it out. I think they released about three episodes and then they went on, they're on hiatus until January. January? They come back mid-January. And again, I really think it's, well, because COVID, of course, but also they threw that whole script in the garbage from whatever the fuck it was yeah. going to be. And it, they went full like let's talk about this shit so i like it this is us is a a mixture of you know it's drama it's feel good tv i really enjoy it so check out this is us it's on hulu also i finished watching this is us and i was doing playing in my phone which i always am and Mm -hmm. i looked up and chicago med started playing (laughs) have you ever watched chicago med i don't know i know i don't know if i was watching chicago med but i did that one time watching this is us and some Mm -hmm. other show was on and I was like, what the fuck? This is too much. And then I stopped yeah. <laughs> watching it. So it may be that. So Chicago Med is a ridiculous nighttime soap opera is mm-hmm. what I would call it. I don't know if they would use that language, but I was watching. I was like, this is a soap opera. A the drama. Soap opera. 
the ridiculousness. This is a fucking soap opera, right? And so it's based in this hospital. But the episode that I watched, I don't know if it was their first episode coming back after COVID or what. I don't, I had to turn it off like midway through. But <laughs> they packed every COVID-related thing. It's in a hospital, of course. So, of course, they're dealing with COVID. It should I be COVID-packed. Like, it should be, right. I did like how they went through all the things that you kind of have to go through as a doctor, like entering the hospital, leaving the hospital, like, and mm-hmm. how hard it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That whole experience. But they packed everything in that episode, okay? They packed in the people dying of COVID. There was a black woman doctor there, and they were like, you got to go home. You're doing too much. She's like, I'm not leaving these people here. These are my people, and they're going to die. And da was a whole thing. Then it was a this Asian girl had broke her arm, and then the dad starts telling a story about how people have been treating them like garbage because they're Asian and saying that they brought the flu here. Then it was All of that's in one episode? Her. All of it. Child, I didn't even watch the whole episode. Then, of course, you have the the, there's always a loser doctor who is like, we can't save everyone. And then there's always a doctor who's like, we have to save everyone. <laughs> then there's a love triangle or something. It was the most dramatic shit I had ever oh, seen. Oh, no, that sounds watched, stressful. No, Only watched you. like 20 minutes. This is how they get you. It's such a soap opera that it's too comedic to really be stressful, right? <laughs> it's like not funny, but it's all the, it's so obvious that I'm watching a show and I'm watching the acting happen mm-hmm. that I can't, I didn't feel the things that I felt in like love in a time of Corona where yeah. I was like, is that black family going to die here? We were actually in the hospital. I'm like, oh, these people are definitely going to die. But the way that this is written, is like, this is such it a high anyway. level drama. Yeah. It's such a high level drama. So much silliness happening. You know, there are other storylines that were like over the top and kind of ridiculous. And the acting was weird and the writing was weird that, yeah, it never felt too serious to me. So if you want to watch something <laughs> that is about COVID, a little bit serious and a little ridiculous. Maybe check out Chicago Med. I don't know. That's on Hulu too. For more silly shit, Blackish is is comedy. It's silly. They've been talking about COVID, but the episodes that I've watched haven't been too dense. It's just kind yeah. of been them They're doing not too regular dense. shit. They do go into a little distancing. bit about Bo being a doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the shit I've seen. Take right. this serious. She did have that conversation mm-hmm. with her son in one mm-hmm. episode, but it's not heavy. It's still a comedy. It's still a family right. show. You still get injected with the wholesomeness that Janicia needs to live her life. That's you your fuel. It. That's your black joy fuel. So that's How still there. Um, I'm really enjoying Blackish so far. Mm-hmm. They, they've been doing good with this. Even with, yeah, yeah, they've been doing good. It's like, because we live in a world with COVID, but like life does go on. There is still joy in places. Exactly. And that's what I feel like they're doing on Blackish. So I've been enjoying that. The Saved by the Bell reboot. Okay? You're watching that? I am watching it. It is adorable. Right? <laughs> it's adorable. Is the song it's the same? ridiculous. No. Uh, Little Yachty actually does the song for this. You know, he's the Jingle King. He is. And yeah. It's fucking adorable. So I don't know if they ever get into COVID. Like what I'm watching, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's just there's nothing COVID related. It's just like the reboot or whatever. The cast is is back. The old cast is back. I haven't finished it yet, but so I haven't seen Screech. Lisa will probably not be back. Yeah. But it's adorable. It makes a mockery of itself. The first time I heard it, I'm like, who the fuck asked for this? But it really kind of <laughs> is a parody of Saved by the Bell. What the fuck itself. are they doing? Are they teachers now? Like, what are they doing? So Mr. Yeah, Belden. Is there? Mr. Belling is not there. Okay. There's another uh, principal though. Slater is the coach, a football coach. 
Okay. Uh, Jesse is there. She wrote a book called "I'm So Excited." <laughs> she did. <laughs> yes, she's a, she's a guidance counselor. She's a oh, guidance okay. counselor there. She should be the one to notice if people are on drugs or not. She should right, have that right. Job. Zach is the governor. He's married to Kelly. They have a son who goes to Bayside. It's like the son and a best friend. No, that actually who- sounds cute. They're- it is fucking adorable. And then there are kids. Oh, okay. So because Zach defunded everything, education and shit, you know, he's Republican, of course. So he <laughs> of defunded course. all kinds of shit. Right. And so now he was closing mad high schools. So the principal of this black high school shows up and is like, all right, we're closed. This is not a high school anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is now just a building for uh, movies about high school, but this is not a high school anymore. So. Get out of here. So they decided that they're going to send the kids from these closing schools to Bayside. And so it's the culture clash of that. But what makes it okay is that it's a parody. It's ridiculous. And basically the culture clash of these kids from the lower funded public school Mm -hmm. coming to this rich public school at Bayside. Yeah. They use that culture clash as a way to highlight all the foolishness that was saved by the bell. So it is if you the part of me is like, who is this for? Because I'm enjoying this and i'm like this is is this for me i'm grown and i did watch I Save it Bell back in the day who is this for it's for the people who know Save out about it is and, so cute yeah. and i appreciate the way that it is diverse mm-hmm. there is a trans character mm-hmm. that so far there have been like no discussions of her transness we know that she's trans because of this kind of passing comment that's yeah. relevant to the type of high school that they're in and the yeah. story and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I I watched quite a few episodes and it hasn't been like this whole trans thing. She just gets to be a regular rich student mm-hmm. at Bayside, like dealing like with being, you know, kind of this like rich girl at the school. Yeah. But I love it. I think it's adorable. Check it out. If you watch the old Saved by the Bell, I'm curious to know people who did not watch Saved by the Bell. I'm kind of curious to know how it lands or what it, is if you also if you didn't watch Saved by the Spell but you watched Zach Morris's trash if you watch those clips on Facebook mm-hmm. you will enjoy Saved by the Bell because mm-hmm. it, it just plays along all of if that if you shit, didn't so. see Saved by the Bell and you had access to it that's what I'm talking to mm-hmm. why were you not watching Saved by the Bell right like what was you doing right what were you doing right what was you doing yeah, some so one of y'all riddle me this, riddle us that, because I, I I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, too. what was you doing? Because we was all watching Saved by the Bell. Sure was after teachers. So yeah, so I'm checking that out. That's that was like one of the only shows I watched with a lot of white people on it. Cause you know my mm-hmm. house. <laughs> mm-hmm. And right. um, yeah, that was a good one. It was cute. It was cute. So yeah, so check out Saved by the Bell reboot. It's on Peacock. If you know somebody with a Peacock login, get on there. It's fucking adorable. If you're a white person with a Peacock login, give it to a black person. It's great. No, nope. you better. You better do that. Other things real quick that I've been enjoying. Fargo is on Hulu. Chris Rock is on Fargo playing a gangster from the 19, I want to say late 40s, 50s. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fine. It's an interesting storyline. I enjoyed it. You're watching a lot of shit, girl. Yeah, this is all the shit that I've watched. These are things <laughs> in the past really that I've watched. Some of this stuff I binged. The whole day I was sick. Anyway, mm-hmm. Fargo. I enjoyed Fargo. There's a full season of Fargo on Hulu that you can watch. Chris Rock is in it. The other acting in the show is pretty excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 good. I enjoyed it. You don't have to have watched any of the other seasons of Fargo to enjoy it. So you can just enjoy that 
as a standalone work. Mm -hmm. So I was really entertained by it. There are few black centered storylines in it. Um, so I enjoyed it. I enjoy it. I don't want to call it. It's not particularly revolutionary in any way, but I enjoyed it. It's mm -hmm. like old school gangster shit that I was very entertained by. And I appreciated the ways in which they handled race. I was comfortable with it. There are a few things in the first episode that I didn't love. But after that, it wasn't like anything wrong, but it was like, I don't love seeing the realities of racism for that period. So yeah. some of that stuff that was like annoying to mm -hmm. me. But it kind of set up the arc for like where this story goes and everybody gets their comeuppance. So it was another white lady who I wanted to stab, but she gets hers. So like everything is fine. Good. So, Good. so that's Fargo on Hulu. 55%. Jing right? Jingle Jangle on Netflix Aww. is fucking Black Joy and a Black Delight. That's so a musical. Cute. That's a musical with a predominantly black cast. It's and it's cute. fucking adorable. And I love and all I of love the it. hair. That is a moment in black hair. Yeah. jingle jangle mm -hmm. that i was just like look at all this natural ass hair like i don't think so i've seen fun. that i guess in like mm -hmm. a that space and like a right musicals i don't know but i was like yes yes with the locks yes with the it's okay. so cute yeah. yeah and it's definitely i would call it it's definitely family viewing it's not if you're not somebody if you're somebody who doesn't really fuck with christmas is not heavy-handed with christmas yeah because i don't and i didn't feel yeah. christmas out yeah. Right. There's almost no mention of Christmas. Yeah, it's not. I don't even, yeah, I don't remember that at all. It looks very Christmas. Like the image of it is very Christmas. But it's, it's not winter, about winter. It's all of that. Yeah. Right. But it's not about Christmas at all. So I really liked that a lot. The music, unpopular opinion. But Queen and Jay. Think it's popular here. Love, yeah, we didn't love the music. Mm -mm. It's good, but we also liked musicals and there wasn't really nothing any memorable. Song that we I didn't away turn it off sing. singing any of the songs. Right. When right. it went off. There nothing were moments. Yeah. There were moments that I loved in terms of like acting and it was fun to watch. But I really wish the songs were more like musical oriented. How did like you feel John about Legend? that little white girl dancing to Afrobeats? <laughs> I kind of loved that. <laughs> I kind of loved it. Because it was just like, these are the kids in the neighborhood. Uh -huh. These are the kids who happen to be playing. Mm -hmm. And these are the, this is the dance the kids are the doing, doing together. Mm -hmm. So it didn't feel like this this kind of patronizing, appropriate Yeah, it wasn't. It was thing. funny to me, though. But yeah, yeah, I was. It was. It was a moment like, wait a minute. They, <laughs> that's the other thing. They did know we was all going to be like, wait a minute. It was cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so adorable. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a lot of it is adorable. But yeah, I, I really John Legend did the score and it's great music, but it's not like a musical. They should have had a musical theater person. Yeah. Because you're supposed yeah. to leave a musical with one of those songs yes. in your head. Yes. That's how musicals yes. work, okay? Mm -hmm. Even people who mm -hmm. that's why people hate musicals. <laughs> because yeah, they make sure they ingrain one of those songs in your head. There's a lot of repetitive. I ain't even There's see like... cats, and I keep thinking about the fucking <laughs> magical jellical cats and shit like that. I ain't even fucking see that movie. And that's what musicals do. So they should have got a musical theater person to do the songs yeah. and the scores. Yeah. For but this again, that. this is an unpopular opinion. So it is popular it here. Never heard uh, we are saying say what people like are scared really to say because people that's, are scared that's... to critique black yeah. things. No, you're right. We, I could have did with. I could have. I could have had some. Better songs. Right. Nobody checking but for that anyway. soundtrack. No, nobody's checking. Nobody. <sighs> then it was <laughs> there was a little bit of moment where I'm not gonna it wasn't colorism, but there was a little bit of a color mix up that I thought was interesting. 
What color makes up? I just think that that little light skinned girl didn't grow up to be a Nika Noni Rose. I don't oh, think that that's no. really yeah, I was like, how this color is works. The, I, was I like, thought it was also interesting that we know that like as black people, you can have a kid of like any color like that yes. can happen. Mm-hmm. But I did think it was interesting that those two dark skinned parents created that little biracial light skinned girl. That <laughs> was a bit of a stretch. That's and the part. The, the biracial up, part. They could definitely have a light skinned child. Right. It was the like not that, but not that kind of light skinned kid. The, the biracialness. And of then it all. she grew up to be a Nika Noni Rose. So that was a bit much. <laughs> that was a bit much for me. But overall, <laughs> overall, it wasn't enough. Honestly, I didn't even have to well, say this now. You know, that's I on trend for podcast, Netflix. They don't like things with so. like black black little girls like they don't want black little girls it's Um, cute though anyway it's cute so check out jingle jangle girls Mm -hmm. right check out jingle jangle on netflix another beautiful holiday movie on netflix is dance dreams the chocolate nutcracker that's what it's called right is it dance dreams um i'm not um reacting me (laughs) (laughs) yes dance dreams hot chocolate nutcracker it's a film on Netflix about Debbie Allen's dance school in L.A. Yes. And every year they perform, they do a hot chocolate nutcracker, and it's the cutest thing I have ever seen. It is ever. so cute. I Those kids it. are cute. I like dance. I don't particularly care for ballet, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just nice. And then to see Debbie Allen, like just be, first of all, it's Debbie Allen. Like, mm-hmm. that's a bad bitch. Yeah. But then to just see her and just her just being a community-ass bitch. Because that's who she is. Most of the students in her school go on scholarship. A lot of them do not pay. She, like, fundraises a lot of money so she could give these kids this opportunity to experience dance in this way. Mm Because dance is, that's a gatekeeper kind of thing. Like, you know, a lot of that stuff is like, if you don't have the money to do this and you're not going to do it unless you find a community center that has a free program or some shit. So I like that. And I just like to see black auntie women who are like girl those nails are too long (laughs) like out of nowhere it has nothing to do with the ballet move or Mm -hmm. anything i assumed it did i assumed that she was she felt like it was dangerous like for dancing or that she could hurt herself or scratch somebody i feel like that's what an auntie would think i feel like a younger a younger ballerina wouldn't see nails as Mm -hmm. this danger (laughs) danger in that way yeah so i I like uh, yeah exactly but i I did like that it was nice i don't know why i i I like to see i really like to see aging so it's nice Mm. to see her aged and popping because we don't get to see age and popping Mm -hmm. coinciding in that way um so i did like seeing that i was like yes bad bitch you know i don't know i just you know me and i don't know i like that and i don't know it just felt good (laughs) <laughs> it felt good. So it was good. beautiful. If you've ever if you've ever had the pleasure of being a part of a black run, black organized arts yeah, like school exactly. or program. Yes. Did you go to Mind Builders as a kid? No. Okay. I know, you, what I know you danced and stuff. I did dance danced at stuff. Harlem. Okay. Yeah, I did that. All right. So when I was a kid, we went to Mind Builders. So Mind Builders is a it's like an art school in the Bronx. This black woman owns the building and it's black people teaching music, dance, all different kinds of dance. Mm-hmm. Like most of the black youth that I knew 
in school and things like that had some sort of connection to mind builders like if your parent sent you to a dance class mm-hmm. or whatever or sent you to a, if you were training in any kind of art yeah or whatever you went to mind builders at some point mm-hmm. so we took african dance there but they had all different type of shit going on at mind builders so after i watched this i was like what are you doing at mind builders right now are they good do they i don't have any money but i was like do they need money they like, still what? Exist. i don't know what covid but i know they exist because i'm in yeah. that space a little bit so yeah, i know yeah, that yeah. they still exist no i, I try looked, to steal i, I try up. to steal some of their employees <laughs> we need art teachers yeah. and shit too yeah <laughs> yeah you know whatever it's like yeah, 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 but yeah, they still no, they still go. The building still looks good. Going. Yeah, but it made me feel good because it it's being in that space with people who care about you, especially mm-hmm. yeah. when you are. Oftentimes, we're as black people, as black children, we're in these spaces where people don't care about us. You know yes. what I'm saying? We're mm-hmm. in these spaces where you might have a nice white teacher, but you remember them as the nice white teacher because not all of your teachers were a nice white teacher. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So it was like something comforting about being in a space where people really care about your development as a whole person. And it's yeah. not just about the dance, but like, are you okay, little nigger? Yeah, because you know yeah, there was one student who I can't remember her name, but she talked about how like Debbie would be like, girl, you need to get it together. If your grades are not Mm -hmm. here, you know, like that kind of like, Mm -hmm. not just can you dance well, but all these other things in your life. Are you making sure you nourish and nurture Mm -hmm. those things too? Because Mm -hmm. if you're not doing that, then how you dancing? So this is a community ass bitch. It was great. I fucking loved it. Yeah. I fucking loved it. But yeah, so check out the the hot chocolate nutcracker. I wish we got to see the production. In my mind, I was like, they should just show us it at the end. We should just see the whole. She needs it. They got I know they need the money but I was like I want to see it so now if I go to what is it LA Mm -hmm. maybe one day I'll buy a ticket and see that because I want to see that Mm -hmm. if you can get one girl look I affirm that that I will I affirm that I will Debbie's going to call us herself and invite us like why are we playing you're absolutely right what you mean okay you know we've been places we didn't think we would be that could be another one so this is true this is true you're absolutely right but yeah that was really heartwarming and it was nice to see it's nice to see black kids doing stuff we know they do stuff it was nice to see them doing stuff it was nice to be to see them encouraged to do and try different things Mm -hmm. it was great it was great so that also is family viewing and i think like worth watching worth checking out so definitely do that shit if you're Mm -hmm. looking for something else to watch what have you been watching so I recently binged the f- season four. Season four of Big Mouth dropped, mm-hmm. I think last week or maybe the week before. I'm not sure. But that dropped and I do like that show and I do watch that show. And Big Mouth is an animated show on Netflix that is centering middle school kids and basically puberty. Um, mm-hmm. Them growing up, they all have, when they reach puberty, they get a puberty monster who like... <laughs> guides them through figuring out things about sex and masturbation mm-hmm. and sexuality and like all of that shit um so when you reach puberty you you get a puberty monster or whatever that follows you around but the show is very adult it's not a good show like very fucking adult and mm-hmm. if you're a prude don't watch it <laughs> mm-hmm. it's fucking disgusting and i enjoy it because i like disgusting shit like that mm-hmm. but season four lots of changes changes for the good 
mm-hmm. changes for the better. But in season four, um, we got to see a little more of two of the black characters in the show. So there's two characters. There's one, Devon, who for a few seasons of the show was being called Devin. And then he finally said, nah, it's Devon. But... <laughs> but his girlfriend who was a white girl wanted it to be Devin so we could rhyme so he went along with that so there's that character Devin mm-hmm. Devon and then there's Missy who was a biracial black girl character um, also in the show so it's obvious that they're black characters in this animated show and we mm-hmm. do get to see not so much for Devon but we do get to see them navigate like growing pains of middle school junior high school we do get to see them do that so missy missy is kind of like an awkward little girl who is very into Mm -hmm. science who is really really smart but isn't like growing breasts at the same rate as other girls isn't considered like a looker in a way that these other girls are so we do get to Mm -hmm. see her navigate stuff like that but i think that's a story that could be attached to any girl um so we don't really talk about them being black ever mm-hmm. too much in the first three seasons they are clearly black but we don't talk about the blackness and they are mm-hmm. the only characters who are black in their school because the school is in like the suburbs of new york i can't remember where in westchester but but mm-hmm. so that's just some background with those two black characters and how season one and three they are in the show but not really their blackness you know showcased in the show mm-hmm. and stuff like that so then we get to june where the white awakening happens and mm-hmm. every single network brand whatever now realize black people exist (laughs) black people should maybe be pandered to black Mm -hmm. people should be centered in certain ways and shit like that and while that's happening it comes out that the person who voices missy character is actually a white woman and Mm -hmm. her name is jenny slate so she stepped down while this white awakening was happening Mm -hmm. um she stepped down and was like i shouldn't be speaking for a black character blah 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 so they changed She's not there anymore. And they have another person speaking for her, a black woman by the name of Ayo Edeberry. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but she, for mm-hmm. season four, was the voice for Missy this season um, because of the White Awakening. I know for sure the White Awakening also led to them developing the black stories of these two black characters in season four, because mm-hmm. that's something they did really skipped over. So like in this season, we see Missy, who is, like I said, she's biracial, so her dad is black and her mom is white. This season, she goes to Atlanta to visit her black family and kind of realizes she's, she's missing out on a lot of the black girl things. Mm-hmm. So like her mom would use like all-in-one shampoo. Mm-hmm. That's not some shit. No. <laughs> that is not some shit. That we be doing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so like she goes to the beauty salon and you know a beauty salon in the the black space is like this big thing. So she's learning that, no, that's not what you do with your hair. She gets cornrows with beads on the end. She's around these black women who are, you know, are confident to just be right different but like i said she's a person who's really awkward has a lot of anxiety and stuff like that so she's so she's in this very confident black woman space and she realizes like this is the energy i want this is the energy i need well they keeping me away from this you know so i'm like questioning this questioning all of this stuff goes back to her parents and kind of goes off on her white mom (laughs) it is really cute and it's really funny but it's nice to see her kind of like come to or like realize her relationship to blackness and kind of realize Mm -hmm. the thing she's probably be missing because she's raised by this white mother versus probably a black mother so i thought that was cute but there was some things that was 
interesting to me where she uh, goes back to school. Remember, she was in Atlanta. She goes back to school. She has these braids. And of course, this white girl says something about her braids. I can't remember right now what she says. And Missy, who is usually not a person who like goes off on people, goes off mm-hmm. on her. So I'm happy that she has this confidence and all of that stuff. But it's like, it's... Does confidence mean confrontation? Yes. Does confidence mean confrontation? Thank you. And then it's also like now she's a confident black woman because we just be walking around confident. You know, like we Mm. just be having it. Like she could have still been this black girl who was awkward and had anxiety and stuff. And she Mm -hmm. does still have that. You could see it, but I could see that it's transitioning. But she could have still very much stayed that awkward, anxiety ridden Mm -hmm. black girl. She could have stayed that awkward person and not come back like, girl, don't talk about my braids and da 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 She, it was just like, they didn't, they didn't have to, and I don't, I don't think it had to go there. And it made me wonder if they have black women writers on there. Cause it's like, it didn't have to go to there. The episode was good, but it was like, I don't know. It's just weird mm. that she now mm. was a strong black woman. Cause she had corners. Yeah. I wonder if, oh, well you said you watched the whole season. So does that con- continue the whole season? It doesn't continue the whole season, but I can tell that Cause that's one episode then the next episode is the one where we get to know devon a little more mm-hmm. and devon and missy connect where they never really connected any other time they're the only black kids right. in the school mm-hmm. and they never connect because he's the cool he's a cool black guy you know that cool black guy who's in every white movie and he's yes. just there to be cool he don't have no yep. lines he don't really whatever nope. but he's mm-hmm. just there because see that cool nigga over there mm-hmm. that's who devon is um devon is and devon does not really talk to missy until now mm. that she has the cornrows <laughs> you know so it's mm. just it's just it's weird I, right. I i don't think it's horrible because these mm. things could exist in school i'm sure that there are the black people who are in the school who don't talk to that other black person because they mm. want to be the special black and all of that shit so um, that stuff oh, yeah. exists but it's just mm. interesting to see that play out i want to see what they go with missy she can definitely say that anxiety with an awkward girl. Like, there's no need mm-hmm. for her to, like, because she has cornrows now to be this different person. So I'll yeah. see what happens in season five. Um, mm-hmm. But I do like that they acknowledge this girl is a whole black girl. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. could we not put all in one shampoo in her fucking hair? All um, in one. Like, we don't, we don't do that. And her all-in-one, I guess, for the purpose of the joke, was really all-in-one. It was like, toothpaste, this, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so it's like, funny. what? So there was mm-hmm. um, that character. And I want to get into Devin a little bit. Devon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I keep saying it like the white people on the show. But Devon, we get to know him a little more, which I liked. There was a really good... I don't know. There's, it's on YouTube, but there's like a code switch thing that happens with him. So like I said, him and Missy finally connect. These only black mm-hmm. kids in his school finally connect. He likes her cornrows, and that's how they kind of like start connecting and shit. And they take a trip to New York where the, the world trades into a memorial. Mm-hmm. But they decide to sneak off and go see Jay-Z or some shit. And because Missy has this new confidence, she's like, yeah, I'm going to mm. I'm gonna leave and do this or whatever. So they go to leave. And then he bumps into this other black man in Washington Square Park. And they have an exchange of AAVE. Mm-hmm. And Missy's like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. She's like, what the fuck are you saying? And he's like, yo, you don't, you don't code switch? And they literally had a fucking code switch 
on a boy, which is cute. The co- the show mm-hmm. is is a funny um thing, right? But then we learned with his character that he's like, I always have to be these different people. Like no mm-hmm. one really knows me. Like he's literally just a cool black guy. So I do like that they kind of explore that. But I know that he would have just stayed the cool black guy if we didn't have this white awakening. You wouldn't try to develop this. Yeah. You wouldn't try to develop this character. You wouldn't have mm-hmm. tried to. You wouldn't have sent. <laughs> Missy to Atlanta. Like, y'all sent her to mm. Atlanta. Like, right. <laughs> you know, like, right. so it's just like, it's nice to see this happening, but it's like someone had to be choked to death. Mm-hmm. For. Again. Again. Again, for animated characters to be flushed mm-hmm. out right. a little more fully in this way. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, that was annoying. It was like a bittersweet kind of addition to the series yeah. that I like. But I'm like, niggas, it's season four. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Like, so I don't know. They did add, which I thought That's was how great. I feel about this whole awakening, niggas. It's no. season four. <laughs> okay, niggas? It is season four and you white people just now re- realize that we're human? It is season Se- four. <laughs> yes, oh exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, um. So there's that. They did introduce a trans character this, this year. Which I think is great. They do explore sexuality. So there's a gay character, a lesbian character, a bisexual character on the show. Mm-hmm. I do like that they're in middle school and they know these things about their identity. So that's pretty cool. But then they also introduced a trans character. Trans character named Natalie because they were at summer camp. And the trans... Natalie is actually played by a trans woman. So they mm-hmm. got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Josie Tota. And that role... Oh, I think that's the same Josie that's <laughs> the trans character on Saved by the Bell. Probably, probably. She's like known. I don't know who she is because I don't know people, Mm -hmm. but she's like an actor. (laughs) Yeah, she's 19. Mm -hmm. So she's voicing Natalie. Mm -hmm. I do, because this is a show where we are looking at animated children, it does help to soften the blow of seeing them be awkward around this trans girl. Right. So the way that they preface this is that they come back to camp. They're expecting their boyfriend, the boy, to Mm -hmm. come back. And it's like, I guess he's not coming back this year. And then here comes Natalie into the boy cabin, which is like, why would they be having her go to the boy cabin? Mm-hmm. Um, so Natalie comes in and um, they're like, oh, I, I can't remember what the dead name was. Mm-hmm. No, I'm blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what? And then they start asking all of these awkward fucking questions. Mm-hmm. But I think it made it less awkward because there was like animated kids characters. Right. You can be kind of curious and mm-hmm kind of no tactful in that way Mm -hmm. when you're like Mm -hmm. 11 (laughs) 12 Mm -hmm. um so that was for me it was uncomfortable to see but i think in the context of children i can see that playing out Mm -hmm. in that way i do like that another thing they did with natalie's character is that she had like a love interest but eventually she realized she was a secret so i do like that they address she's what she was a secret like she had like this little boy, this little boyfriend that she used to kiss in the oh, woods. Oh, she realized that she was a secret. She was yeah, yeah right. Okay, and then okay. it was like, okay, let's go hold hands. I was like, and is he... that a new designation? Oh what? no, no, no. Is that she like was... Demi? What? No, <laughs> what's she a was secret? Just... <laughs> Got it, okay. Am I a secret? Okay. <laughs> Am I a secret? So, and I like that she was empowered enough to be like, no, nah, I'm not fucking with you. You know, like whatever. Right. Obviously, I'm giving all the spoilers, but I think a lot of this stuff <laughs> is in context to to the story. Um, yeah. So I do like that. I do want to see what they... I don't know if the 
character is going to stay because like i said they were in a summer camp so all the mm. summer camp episodes all of those characters are not people who are on the show because yeah. they come from whatever places but mm. i really enjoyed this season there's still lots of stuff i didn't say it is funny as fuck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you like awkward kind of dark comedy dark sexual comedy that's not mm-hmm. like abusive you might yeah. be into this show um but i enjoyed big mouth this season i want to see what they do next season mm-hmm. really interested to see that because i like that show and i don't really like a lot of animated shows right i don't but this is what i like come through well, i know you like gross out stuff so yeah i do i do it's up your alley yes it's up your alley all right well cool we'll be sure to check out big mouth thank you for that all right so as we move on from our first year in quarantine hopefully our last fucking year in quarantine what had us fucked up a lot of people and a lot of things had us fucked up yeah this year a i'm actually excited to do things. this because i get to release oh good <laughs> i like it i like it's it so release. what had you fucked up this year what had me fucked okay so i have never been a person who was hugely like fan fan stan stan or whatever of like celebrities i mm-hmm. tend to not remember who everyone is and there's not this hierarchy importance thing of celebrities. I do understand enjoying people. I don't, or I try my best not to like treat people strange who are into celebrity and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I cannot stand celebrities. I can't like, especially after this pandemic and how they're like living in this completely separate, different world. <laughs> yeah. Carrying the fuck not on. not really in a pandemic, yeah. They're, it's just like, and we are the, we are why you are celebrity. We are who consume whatever you are selling. We mm-hmm. are who the fuck pays your fucking bills and you don't care enough about the lives of the people who fucking make it so that you, you are who you are to fucking yeah. at least not post the shit you're fucking doing. Mm-hmm. y'all get on my fucking nerve like y'all remind me of when you read history books and they talk about how like the peasants was living here then there was a mm-hmm. castle right there like covered in gold meanwhile yep. like what the fuck i can't i can't with celebrities i can't with how it is still so important to you to flaunt your wealth mm. when people are in dire need of shit just regular mm. ass shit like Cardi, love you to death. BX, stand up. I don't need you talking about some shit. I bought this 84,000 purse. I don't mm. need that tweet. That's not a tweet Awkward. that you should fucking put out there. No. Talk to Offset about that shit and leave us out of it. Put it in a group chat. Put yeah. it in a fucking group chat. Now is not the time for that. There was a yeah. time where that wouldn't have made people so enraged. That mm-hmm. wasn't 2020. 2020 mm-hmm. wasn't the year for the... Not remember? The time. 2020 was not the year to bling, okay? <laughs> no. That was not, that's not, that was not what we needed. I needed, I also want celebrities to know their place, okay? Mm-hmm. If you are not built for something, leave it alone. If you do not have the knowledge of something, leave it the fuck alone and prop up the people that do. A lot of y'all needed to shut the fuck up this year. A lot of y'all, a lot exactly. of y'all really needed to sit down and shut the fuck up. 
And I'm not a read a book ass bitch, but y'all, mm-hmm. some of y'all need to sit in the corner and read a book just at the starting <laughs> point. Like, what's an example of somebody who didn't have the range who was trying to range it? All of those black men who popped up <laughs> a week before the Oh my the gosh. Yeah. Let, yeah. This just like, what mm-hmm. are y'all doing? What mm-hmm. are like, what? Oh, I, celebrities had me fucked up celebrities yeah they just had me fucked up the line is too blurred to me with celebrity and also like politicians like politicians Mm -hmm. are fucking celebrities now like Mm -hmm. okay who's fucking who i said celebrities are fucking (laughs) no politicians fucking celebrities now (laughs) who's fucking who i was like i got thrown off like wait huh Corey, I got Cory Booker huh? on gossip now. Cory Booker, nah, but uh, Cory Booker, not. No, let me not. Let me not. Let's not slander. Yeah, anyway. yeah, no. let's not. Let's not. Let's <laughs> we could go there, but we're not. Yeah, like politicians are fucking celebrities. Yeah. That yeah, like people are standing poli- politicians. These are like mm-hmm. people we pay to do a job, and they're now like Ugh. Bernie Bros. Strange. AOC strange. people, strange. strange. Like all of the, the even the Kamala, about to say Kamala Coons. Kamala, Kamala. I was about to say Kamala Coons. They're not even Coons, but it just flows. It goes so well. The rope, the rhyme. But that is strange. That is mm-hmm. not normal. That is not what I'm not even a politician ass bitch, but I know that. <laughs> yeah. It's not, what is, mm-hmm. what is, I don't know. Everybody, there's ways to be seen and not be a celebrity. Like that's a very mm-hmm. different thing, and I think that we need to kind of fucking create these boundaries again. Um, everything is kind of blurred into this one thing, and mm-hmm. it all got me fucked up, and I, I don't like it. I do not like it. So get it. It's funny though because you look like you are so upset at this that you're sweating but it's just you're looking no, very moisturizer my, my, yeah. i know i know but it's funny because i i know you're not sweating it's just funny it makes you look like you are really worked the fuck up like you fucking had it had um, it up to here yeah who had me fucked up this year men had me fucked up this year all of them that's yeah. all of them had me fucked up mm-hmm. all of them the ones i'm related to the ones who i know in passing yeah men they had me fucked up this year they had me really fucked up and i think that this was a year even though i i do this pretty regularly with men that i do this regularly with my family i do this regularly with random random men or whatever i'm Uh pretty direct about where i stand how i feel and what you're not about to do to me right Mm -hmm. yeah this year is the first time i think in a long time where i was challenged with dating somebody who was like kind of challenging me a little bit in dating a nice person dating a kind person who i feel like gave a fuck about me as a person and was not trying to marginalize me and would i'd say consider themselves to be conscious and i would consider themselves to be conscious too Mm mm-hmm but it was several times where I had to be like, what we're not going to do is gaslight. Okay. We don't do that here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're doing. We're not going to fucking gaslight. We're not going to fucking, you're not going to shift the vibes or the tone or the energy just because that's how you're feeling. Cause you're the man in the room. We're not going to do that. Yeah. I think this was, this was one of the first times where I like my last partner was very easy. 
going and i think your face is funny and i think sometimes he was a robot. to the point you said it i didn't say it but sometimes i think that yeah it was kind of like what what are we doing you know what i mean like are do we care about each other do we like i know like we cared about each other but and like yeah it was kind of mm-hmm. a little bit like going through the motions so my point is that this like now this is the first time in a long time where I had to, I was confronted with things that I had seen and experienced in the past, but didn't have the voice yet to say, Uh, this is not okay. Mm -hmm. We're not doing this. And, and where it wasn't happening from someone who I felt like, okay, I have to get out of the situation. This is not okay. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like that. It was just like, I need to point to you that what you're doing right now is fucking gaslighting. And Mm -hmm. that's not what we do here in this space. We don't fucking gaslight. So it was... One of the first times, I think, when I was tested in a romantic relationship that I wanted to keep. Okay. Versus being tested in a way that I think was, like, so toxic that I would just be like, okay, no. Yeah, this no, is, I'm leaving. This yeah, is not, no, this I'm, I'm leaving. This was, like, just some... Because we always say this, like, like men are still men. Like, there's still an yeah. aspect of oppression there. So mm-hmm. even your favorite ones, they are still men. They still do whack shit. So yep. I, I would say this is... In my previous relationship, I did... There were things that I had to call out, but it wasn't... And it was never anything that was like... It was never anything super intense. It would be like, yo, what you're doing right now is whack. And this is like... And it wasn't like any any pushback from that. Right, 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 right. But I would say recently has been the first time that I have been tested in ways that... Where I had to really exercise in a romantic situation had to exercise my voice i also want to clarify Uh that i'm not saying that people should stay in situations that are whack and gaslighting like just because they want they want to challenge it or use their voice or that they need to do it as some means of like growing what i'm saying is that Mm -hmm. i was in a situation that required me to use my voice that i had not been in in a long time and that Mm -hmm. it does take even though i know that i am I know how I feel and I know I know how I feel about what's right. I know how I feel about my liberation mm-hmm. as a person. I feel like, you know, and I'm not willing to compromise in that aspect okay. just to be in a romantic relationship. This is one of the first times as who I am right now that I really was presented with the patriarchy within a romantic relationship, within my romantic relationship mm-hmm. and challenged it and was able to come out on the other side, for lack of a better word, or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So my point is, men had me fucked up. I'm not doing that. And this is, of course, this is still, like, a process. So when I say come out on the other side, I mean, I'm no longer dealing with, like, that thing. And I feel like something has been resolved. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that, like, it it can't show up again. Like, it might show up again, and I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm not, like, doing this or whatever. But I just think that... Can I add something? Please. So I, I want to add, because you're right now you're talking mostly about men in romantic relationships. And I do mm-hmm. know from our friendship that there have been other times where men have tested you, not in a romantic space. And I know that formerly it would have really hurt you or really like sent you on a spiral, like an emotional mm-hmm. place. And you mm-hmm. were like literally able to like laugh shit off that I have not seen you laugh off formally right right, so like i think that you also the tools you have Mm -hmm. um the mindset you have 
now because it's like you, you you're looking like look this, this is this is a man mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 your expectations right. are, are different and these are we're talking about loved ones yeah right we're mm-hmm. talking about people who who want people like family who you would expect to love you and treat yeah. you with like love and kindness and shit so that's yeah. why the hurt was typically so intense yes but yes i appreciate you highlighting that because mm-hmm. yeah that that has also been a challenge like yeah. not being hurt by the patriarchy that's in your own own fucking space the fucking it's coming from inside the house you know what i'm saying (laughs) so it has been a Mm -hmm. journey to Mm -hmm. be like get to be a whole fucking grown person and finally be able to like brush that off and be like you know what this is this is what they do there's something wrong with these niggas (laughs) yeah Yeah. something this is all about you nothing to do with me and i'm leaving that could stay where it's at i've Mm -hmm. I've seen that Mm -hmm. a lot from you right 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 right. this year and i like it yeah so men had me fucked up and I'm not I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. So men had me fucked up and we're not doing that. Who else had you fucked up this year? <sighs> Passport Twitter. Mm. <laughs> Passports, mm-hmm. blacks. Y'all had me fucked up. And I'm in particular, I'm really zoning in on people that I know. I don't know them personally, but who are right. known to be in like movement spaces, activist spaces. Oh, um, we're shaking the table. Shaking it. Spine yes it's kind of what has fluctuated or become the social justice influencer (laughs) Mm. per se whatever the fuck you want to call these people i don't want to just say everyone is an activist and everyone is a a movement worker so Mm -hmm. i'll i'll land on that word like a social justice influencer Mm -hmm. and we're in a pandemic we're in a pandemic that is affecting Black people in the United States and really huge numbers, be it mm-hmm. infection rate, be it death rate, be it poor medical care treatment when you have this. Many, many things. COVID is on our fucking necks. Then on top of that, we have all of this stuff with the administration. Like there's so much shit at black people's necks. And I mm-hmm. understand the need for a break and a release and some black joy. So I'm not even mad at y'all for going to Tulum, tell them, mm-hmm. Tulum, however you say that fucking place. <laughs> I'm not even mad at you for taking a vacation. I'm really, really more upset at the fact that y'all are posting shit. Like, mm. and it's, it resembles what celebrities are doing, mm. but it's, to me, has been more hurtful because I would have assumed you knew better. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have assumed because you talk about the lives of black people. You center black people in your work in ways that would say that you would care to maybe not do these things. First of right. all, you're going to other places, possibly spreading COVID. You're mm-hmm. going to other places where you have more privilege than the other people and making it so that they have to work. Or make, you know, it's just like right. all of the stuff that we're mad at the government for not giving us aid for so we can stay in the house here. You're going right. over there and forcing other people to do the things that we would rather not do here mm-hmm. because you want to go on vacation. And it's like you can't go two years without going somewhere. You can't go yeah. two years without getting a stamp on your passport. And at the very least, okay, let's say you go somewhere. Why do we have to see it? This is not the time to floss. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's really not. It's not the time to floss. It's not the time to, and I, I, I don't want to, I feel like get your joy how you could get it, but like just be responsible to the collective. Mm. Like, 
what the fuck right what the fuck and it's not like it's just i just i just assume that these folks knew better yeah i, I don't know i'm just i guess i'm more so disappointed mm-hmm. in seeing folks who have built careers off of the work of the collective and how you have to do stuff for the collective and mm-hmm. we, we love black people and we care about black people and you know you have influence on folks and i'm right. not saying that your whole life has to be for the people because it does not but like i do think that does come with some responsibility so like mm. go to wherever but maybe keep it to yourself or show your friends mm. in the group chat i don't know i just i think i just wanted more discernment Mm-hmm. I think I expected more of that. I don't. I don't. Okay. I would hope that if I got to a, a certain level of influence, that I could still understand the people that I am working to serve, and not mm-hmm. do things that could still make me happy, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm still a person, and my happiness is important. But can also come off as like not really reading the room or not really like understanding right. the things that I'm doing i don't know if i'm making any sense so but what is it to you about traveling to tulum that was the hot spot it was a lot of other places with people no it was traveling. a lot of places. tulum was, was of like people. the popular that place where a... everybody was also going to tulum what is it about travel right now right in the u.s where they are allowing travel and people are wearing masks on planes what is it about it that you feel like is irresponsible for influencers and especially i guess more disheartening that social justice influencers are doing because it's like you it's to me it's very hard to tell people to do something and you're doing the opposite so like don't speak about why quarantining is important Mm -hmm. talk about these covid numbers in this way talk about how black people should be more aware of how we move right now because no one else gives a fuck about us so we can only Mm -hmm. we're only caring about ourselves we're only giving a fuck about ourselves and to to me to travel just seems very this seems very pilgrimy or very mm. mini colonially like right like and not understanding that this is a world pandemic this is not something that's just happening in the US this mm-hmm. is not something that we're like going to countries that have way less shit set in place than mm-hmm. us like you're not going mm-hmm. to New Zealand <laughs> Right. where they got shit together because you probably can't <laughs> <laughs> we're like, going already shit. yeah and we're going mm-hmm. to countries that already i don't think any country's main source of income should be tourism there's mm-hmm. a capitalist problem in that in itself right so like the economy of your country cannot run if people do not visit and i think to me that's faulty right but then Mm -hmm. on top of that we have a pandemic and we're going to these countries whose only income source is tourism and it just it just is like many colonial pilgrimy shit Mm -hmm. and um i don't like it like it makes me really uncomfortable and and like when i would see it it would really make me like like i really have a visceral reaction to it because mm-hmm. like we're in a pandemic yeah. i feel like i could probably not get stamps on my passport for two years mm-hmm. you know in cases of emergency and this and that like right. totally get it, like whatever but like gonna just not do that so that we can like not harm ourselves and other people because mm-hmm. airlines weren't following protocols to the t people were sitting next to each other and shit like yeah. like yeah. 
And then that's the some of the main way COVID got here was through people flying here. And you're mm-hmm. going to, it's just, I don't know. It's, I find it really irresponsible. That shit had right. me fucked up. It was just like, whoa. That was not where the space. I, I didn't expect that from that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't expect that coming from here. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, yeah, that was just a weird, weird privilege flex that really got me fucked up. So right. that's where I'm at with that. What else mm-hmm. had you all fucked up this year? Um, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but non-black POCs had me fucked up. <laughs> non-black POCs definitely had me fucked up, especially the ones I knew personally. And it just kind of was really some of the things that they were posting after George Floyd was murdered. They they seemed to be very much a part of the awakening that white people were having. Ah, okay. And yeah. it was really disheartening as a black person who knew a lot of the non-black POCs I'm talking about like mm-hmm. since college. Yeah. It's like I knew you all this time. I've been saying this all this time. And you right now you're tweeting and talking about things that you're just realizing or sharing things with me that you're just now realizing when I've been saying this shit to you since I was 17. And like yeah, we're yeah. grown now. We're grown own so it's just like you never really believed me mm-hmm. and what kind of friendship is that what kind yeah. of friend is that so yeah so they definitely have me all the way fucked up and i know for non-black pocs who listen to this podcast i encourage you to think about the ways in which you may have failed your black friends mm-hmm. you know so as you have they they def- <laughs> yeah they definitely have me fucked up yeah. Some of them I don't fuck with anymore. Some of them I fuck with and I kind of told them about themselves. Some of them I just look at sideways. But they definitely <laughs> they definitely have me all the way fucked up. And and this was like the year where I was like, oh, yeah, this ain't going to work. Delete, delete, delete. Yeah. Who yeah, you finna drive? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So... So that's that. I think we did a motherfucking show, yo. I think we did. We did a bonus episode. I think we did. We did a bonus episode. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who fucked with us this year. Thank you so much for your love and support. We were actually able to, we were with your support, able to support a lot of people this year. And that makes us feel really good. Yes, it does. So we're thankful for that. Yeah. And we look forward to being able to try new shit, do more shit and grow and expand. Like this year threw us for a loop in just ways that like we did not expect. And I feel like we did pretty damn good we did the damn we did the fucking damn thing thing. like with that fucking covid hanging in the air and shit yeah you know that ass we We did did. the damn thing so yeah so thank you all y'all did the damn thing as well in your own lives like we know that you all have had to adjust and navigate things differently and engage with the world differently so fucking libations to you all and we look forward to being womanist race nerds like all next year yo and we are affirming abundance that don't stop can't stop won't stop shit can't stop yeah that's right um yeah so be sure to follow us on the social meets we are on instagram and twitter at t with qj we are also on facebook and tumblr just search for T with Queen and J and follow us there. Send us email at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. We love when you send us emails. Go to our website, T with Queen and J.com. And there is where we have, um, you know, places where you could donate and all of that good shit. You can follow my personal social needs. I am at the Queen Speaks with an underscore on Twitter and IG. 
And what about you, Jay? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Janicia F. J-A-N-I-C-I-A-F. And the F stands for Frankfurter. Okay. I like that. That was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Kwanzaa. (laughs) Happy Kwanzaa, everybody. Yes. Happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a Black girl named Naima and a Black girl named Janicia with editorial support from a Black girl named Candice. Tea with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. We see, I do think we have a choice in what our lives are going to be like. You see? We don't have a chance about what's going to hit us when we don't Okay, let me tell you this. My impression, I have a certain, uh, I guess, positiveness about my life. But I realize that every time I create a a positive thought in my mind, also I create a negative thought. It's just like, I'm going to be very successful. And my mind says, oh, no, you're not. You know? (laughs) Okay? So since I create positive and negative, it's which one I give the most attention that is powerful. When I think positive constantly, it's very powerful and it controls me. If I think negative all the time, it's going to control me too. So right now, my positive thought is there is no go- going to be no disaster to destroy what I have planned for me and my family. And if there is, that's life, you know, and I can accept what I get. My intention is for it to work and to be successful, and I will accept what I get. See, I don't have any choice about what my life is going to be like. The only choice I possibly might have is how I'm going to react to it.